You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Boston College, AJ Black, editor and publisher of BC Bulletin here. In today's episode, we are going to talk about the newest Boston College Eagle football transfer, Chris Banks, and we have a special treat for you. We got to talk to Chris Banks and have an exclusive interview with him where he discusses why he chose to transfer to the Eagles. On top of that, we're going to preview Boston College basketball against Duke, and we're going to look at what five programs Boston College football should schedule in their future. So let's jump right in with the news. Chris Banks, a defensive lineman from Temple, a New Jersey kid, has committed to Boston College. He's out of Patterson, New Jersey. He's 6'4", 305 pounds, and plays quick. He played for seven games, all seven games for the Owls in 2020. He's a defensive tackle, has committed to Boston College. He totaled 18 tackles and a sack. He also competed in all 13 games in 2019 and had 15 tackles, two and a half, or for a loss. He's a sophomore and has three years of eligibility. He'll talk more about that in the interview coming up. This is a big get for Boston College, okay? And here's why. Boston College, going into this offseason, needed to get athletic on defense. They were slow, and that's why they struggled against mobile quarterbacks. And this is the third transfer that they've landed that immediately are going to make an impact on that specific part of their game. You know, they they landed Banks's teammate, Isaiah Graham Mobley. They uh, also got Jaden Lars Woodby from FSU, and then Chris Banks. Banks is a big kid. But he is super quick and he's athletic. And that's exactly what you want in this middle of the middle of the defensive line. You know, just looking ahead, what Banks may be able to do, I would love to see Chibuzi and Wuka come back and have two if they're gonna play with two defensive tackles, go with Unwuka and Banks. Because you're gonna have two athletic, powerful defensive linemen that fit the system that Tem Lukabu and uh, Jeff Halfley want to run. So it's impressive. And three years of this kid is going to be awesome. So, so let's cut into my conversation with Chris Banks. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here with me. With me, I have Chris Banks, the new defensive lineman for the Boston College Eagles. Chris is a transfer from Temple and made his decision on Tuesday night. Chris, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. So, Chris, wanted to ask you, uh, congratulations on your decision. What led you to your decision you. to choose Boston College? Um, you know, I talked to, you know, Coach Half and Coach Vince and Coach Tim. Um, you know, they were great supporters, you know, and, you know, making the decision. Um, you know, they, you know, was telling me all of, you know, the things, you know, that I wanted to hear. And I, they told me about, you know, how this was, a, you know, a family-oriented uh, organ- uh, program, um, you know, how – you know, they, they're a brotherhood, you know, I, everyone comes together and the main goal is to win. You know, I always want to be a part of a program that is, wants to win and, and and be a part of a brotherhood that, you know, wants to fight for the, you know, the person next to them. So um, you, you got to talk to the coaches. Now, knowing your history a little bit, you originally had committed to Boston College before you chose Temple back when Steve Adazio was the head coach. So you've had, you've probably had a chance to, to yes. visit You've visited Boston College before the pandemic, correct? Yes. 
Okay, great. And um, uh-huh. and your teammate Isaiah Graham Mobley is also going to be at a um, teammate of yours again now with Boston College. What does that mean to you? Um, you know, uh, it's a real confidence booster. You know, I have someone that I play with, someone that knows me. I know him. Um, I think the communication will be better on the field. Um, it was something that we won't have to, you know, have to work on uh, early. Um, you know, we already have that chemistry, you know, coming from Temple. So I think it will be, uh, you know, really good, you know, playing with him again. And, you know, just picking up that chemistry will be left off at Temple University. And, Chris, do you know how many years of um, eligibility you have left? I have three years of eligibility. Three years due of eligibility. To the, uh, oh, wow. Due to the, the COVID uh the COVID oh, restriction. Exactly. The regulations that do that. Well, Chris, thank yes. you for joining us and good luck with the Eagles. And um, we'll, we'll be sure to talk to you again at some point in the future. Okay. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. So Banks is now an Eagle and Boston College has their third transfer. And I don't think they're done. You know, they've really attacked the defensive side of the ball. I wouldn't be surprised if they continue. Maybe looking at a defensive end, maybe uh, a couple defensive ends. Um, and we're going to have to wait and see what happens with that defensive line because as I wrote on bcbulletin.com, there are so many question marks about who is returning. Is Amuka returning? Is Luke Beckett returning? Is Brandon Barlow returning? We know Valdez will be back. What about TJ Ram? There's quite a few questions on that defensive line about who is coming back. No one has really made their announcements. You've seen you know, um, Ben Petrula and Zion Johnson and Max Richardson and Isaiah McDuffie all make their decisions but we haven't seen it yet from many of those defensive linemen, so that's something worth watching. Also in the news today, uh, on Tuesday night, the Heisman Trophy uh, was announced, and Devonta Smith from Alabama won. Now, yesterday we talked about Zay Flowers as a possible candidate for 2021. Devonta Smith definitely deserved it. You know, he was one of the best, if not best, wide receivers I've ever seen in college football. And now, if you did not know, I, I humble brag time here, I am a Heisman voter, and I'll give you my ballot. And you guys can yell at me because I now hate my ballot, but this is what it was. Devonta Smith, I voted first. He was my number one, and I'm glad I picked the winner. So in the end, that's all that really matters, right? Second and third, who remembers who wins second and third place? My number two was Mac Jones, and I stick with that. I still think that Mac Jones was the number two. The third one, I wish I voted differently. And I had voted for Kyle Trask. And I did it before... The Alabama game where he got, you know, where Florida did not look good at all. And um, I, I wish I voted for Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, I voted around the time that Lawrence was playing well, but, you know, I didn't I didn't know if they were going to beat Notre Dame in the um, ACC championship, which he did. And, you know, he played well in the, in the playoffs and, you know, he's a great ambassador for the team, for the sport, and I kind of wished I voted for him third. And I also kind of also wished that I <laughs> – I might at this point might have put Kyle Trask fifth with Zach Wilson from BYU as fourth. Um, I thought he had a great season as well. So those were my picks, and um, it, it's always fun to vote for the Heisman. Maybe next year I'll get to vote for a Boston College player, um, but – I like to keep my my ballot hidden until after the decision was made. But Devonta Smith, whatever NFL team gets him, is going to get a stud at wide receiver because that kid is a playmaker and he's gonna he's gonna definitely be a big factor in the NFL. But we'll see where he ends up. In a moment, we're gonna talk about 
the basketball game coming up tomorrow today actually against Duke and what Boston College needs to do to win that game. Before we do, I want to talk to you about Built Bar. I am a man that loves his food, and when I am in a good place, I try to eat healthy, and that's where I'm at right now. And no place will you find a better tasting protein bar than at Built Bar. They have 18 amazing flavors. And as I read this, I remember seeing an ad that they have, I think they have a 19th flavor, which is a dark chocolate cookies and cream. But their regular cookies and cream is fantastic. They also have raspberry, coconut almond, toffee almond, double chocolate, salted caramel, you name it, they have it. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're delicious. If you're getting ready for a workout, this is the perfect treat to give yourself that boost. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. They help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bar has everything. Listen to the flavor profile of my favorite, the cookies and cream. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs. Now you eat that before your your workout, you're going to be feeling great and you're going to get that energy you need to get through and push through some of those tougher moments. Now at Built Bar, they have a special deal. While supplies last, you're going to get a free cooler with purchase. All you need to do is go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. This is Locked On Boston College. I want to tell you about another show on our network called Locked On Bets. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Now it's everyone's favorite time. Let's talk about college basketball. The 2-7 and seven Boston College Eagles head to Durham to face off with the Coach K-less Duke Blue Devils. If you didn't catch our discussion yesterday, Coach Krzyzewski is out for the game due to quarantining for COVID-19. And John Shire, their assistant coach, will handle coaching duties versus Boston College. This is the second game that Coach K is going to miss. And... It's not even sure at the time of this recording if this game was even going to happen because you never know with COVID restrictions and it sounds like things may happen at Duke that we're not sure of yet, but we'll have to wait and see. So when you're looking at a team like Duke, you're going to look for a talent and this team is, they're three and two, but we don't know about like top end end talent. They don't have guys like Vernon Carey last year or even guys, if you go back a few years, like, you know, Jason Tatum or JJ Redick. They don't have those big guys this year, but they have solid players. And one of the names we're going to want to watch for is sophomore Matthew Hurt. You know, Hurt averages 18.8 points per game and leads the ACC and is 62nd nationally. But his play has been improving as the season has gone along. He's averaging 20.5 points and 8.3 rebounds over the last four, uh, four games. Now, the... The Blue Devils are going to be without Jalen Johnson with a foot injury, um, but they have they have players, and you know Duke is going to always recruit solid, good players that are going to play well. You know they got DJ Stewart, Jeremy Roach, Jordan Goldwire. They have a nice balanced program that can win games. Now, they're again they're not with their coach. They have a player out. What are they going to do against Boston College? You're going to have a BC team that is 
gunning to play well. They want to get this win. You know, as sloppy as Boston College has played, they haven't given up on the season. They are going to want to... This is a game that every college basketball player wants to win. You know, you see that... You see a trip to Duke on that schedule, and you want to win that game. And so it could be closer than you think because you don't have the Cameron crazies there. You don't have, it, it, it's one of those ga- games that has, you know, a home field effect because they're playing on the road, but it also has that feeling of, you know, you're playing in a gym where no one's there. So I always, I feel like the home field advantage is gone in college basketball and all sports right now, because when you don't have the fans screaming at you and at Cameron, when they're on you, they are on you. That can change the momentum of a game. I don't see that ha- happening. So Boston College could stick into this game. I'm not going to root them, rule them out. Um, you know, the line is going to be big. The line's going to be, you know, heavily towards Duke. But you know what? If I was betting on betonline.ag, I would think about maybe you know, looking at Boston College in this game because I feel like this is the perfect opportunity for them to keep it close. You know, they kept it pretty close against NC State. They, eh, against Louisville, they were they were there, but they weren't really. Could they do that against Duke? We'll have to see uh, tonight. Now, when you're looking at Boston College, who on that team is going to need to have a big game? Because someone's going to step up if this team's going to win an ACC game. And, the, and we, we've preached and preached and preached. It's going to have to be Winston Tab A number one. Now, Tabs has the talent we've seen to take over a game. He just hasn't done it consistently through two halves yet. Now, against Louisville, after the game, Jim Christian said that Tabs was, was banged up from the game a couple days before. And you know... You know, I'm not into excuses with Christian, and I and I and I don't want to always lay on that. But Tabs is a guy that had pretty severe knee knee surgery, and if he's banged up, that's something to keep notice on. You know what I mean? Like that's something that's not just like you know any player is banged up. This is a guy that has a surgically repaired knee that you know needs time, and he's he's testing it out and trying to figure out the the ups and downs of a, of a regular season. So. Maybe with a few extra days off now, not extra, but regular days off, he's back into the swing of things. Maybe he's feeling it better again, and he's got to have a stronger first half because what we've seen out of Tabs in the last two games against Louisville and NC State is he's disappeared for a whole half. You know, he scored, I believe, an average of two points the first half of the last two games. That's not going to do it. You need Winston Tabs scoring points, and you need to get him to be the offense for you because when he scores, the guys around him get better. And when they get better, you get Jay Heath open. And Jay Heath isn't shooting up contested threes anymore. He's open. He's getting better-looking shots, and when he's open, he's going to hit shots. You get Makai Ashton-Langford. He's slashing to the hole, and he's getting uh, better looks. So I think this offense is going to have to revolve around Winston Tabs and they need to Jim Christian needs to figure out how to get him going for in a complete game because obviously when he's on the bench you're going to have other guys doing it and I think Rich Kelly does a nice job of it when he's on the bench um but Winston Tabs needs to be the 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 purpose of that offense he needs to be the leader on offense and he needs more touches and he needs to play more he needs to shoot it more it, you know he needs to to you know take 
I'm keep, I keep saying he needs over and over again because he's not doing what he should be doing. But that's what's going to need to happen if they're going to beat Duke. Winston Tabs needs to have that big game. He's a he's a kid from the area. He needs to score. He needs to win if they're going to win. Okay. So when we come back, we're going to talk more conceptually. We're going to talk about Boston College scheduling. It's something I've talked about on the on the blog about a bunch, but I want to talk about my thoughts and give you five schools I would like to see Boston College schedule in the future. You're not going to want to miss this. Are we ready for some football? College football is heading into the national championship game, and there are some big lines up on betonline.ag. And with the NFL heading into wildcard weekend, the picture is clearer and the betting lines are hot. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. Now you can get wagers on anything and they have the best lines and they're the best place to go for anything you need, including NBA, college basketball, boxing, MMA, whatever you're looking at, they have the lines there. Make sure you head on over to betonline.ag and use the code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus. That's one of the best deals in the market you're going to get that with your first deposit betonline.ag your online sports books experts this is locked on boston college i want to tell you about another show on our podcast network called locked on nfl wednesdays on locked on nfl take a dive into the future of your favorite nfl franchises Tony Wiggins and James Rapian are joined every week by a locked-on draft expert to talk prospects in the upcoming draft and young NFL players fresh in the league. Did your team have a big rookie performance this year? Or are they shaping up to have a premier draft pick in the 2021 draft? Get everything you need Wednesdays on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so our last segment, we are going to talk about future schedules for Boston College. Now, if you're like me, future schedules get me kind of excited. I love hearing about schools, you know, getting on the schedule to play BC and and finding out about, you know, this team and that team, or we're going to head there in 10 years, or, you know, I'm going to be 50 when we play Ohio State for the first time. So there's all these great games that are coming up. And I want to talk to you about five programs that Boston College hasn't scheduled that I want to see scheduled. So teams that are not scheduled for BC, that are already scheduled for BC, that won't make this list are as following. Stanford, Michigan State, Ohio State, Vanderbilt, Purdue, Rutgers, Temple, Yukon, Missouri, Army, and there's probably a few others I'm going to forget. But here are five schools I would like to see Boston College schedule. The first and foremost, I want schools that match up with BC in terms of what they, you know, their values are maybe similar. You know, they, they have a similar you know, school profile, maybe a little bit, you know, they're, they're good academics. I, I like to see a school that, that lines up that way. So you, I don't want to see a team like Liberty show up here. So here's a school I would love to see Michigan. 
And here's why I would love to see Michigan. Obviously, the Wolverines are a school that has a great program history. You know, they they have all the the history and championships, and you know Desmond Howard and all this other stuff. But right now, this is a school that ba- challenges Boston College for recruiting every single year. And I would love to see BC be able to battle them on the gridiron and show you know local recruits, hey. Boston College can take this team. Now, that's one reason I'd love to see him. The other reason, I, you know, a trip to the big house would be awesome. Going to Ann Arbor would be a lot of fun. It's a big program. Would love to see that one. So Michigan is one. And this is in no particular order. Another team, let's go to the other coast, UCLA. Again, I have this, you know, there's a few reasons there. Another school with the good academics, good history. And I got a feeling our former AD, Martin Jarmond, is going to have that program ticking pretty soon. I think they're going to be a, a, a football program that's going to be on the rise. They're going to continue to improve. And maybe Chip Kelly is the answer there. Maybe he's not. But I would love to see UCLA and Boston College. I think that would be a fun matchup. This is going to be a kind of a cop-out answer because Army's already on the schedule. But I'd love to see Navy. Uh, you know, it took me a while to understand the interest in playing a uh, the the service academies, you know, about ten years ago, I could it it was like I get it, but I don't I don't get it. I've watched the Army and Navy games for years now, and I get it. I I love the, what they bring. I think they're fun games, and Navy is you know usually a a, a team that's on the you know a, a good program that could battle against anyone. So give us Navy. You know, I who would, you know, if you're looking at Boston College, you want to. Maybe, I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast want to get rid of the FCS games, and they may happen. That may happen. That may not. But wouldn't you rather see Navy on the schedule than Buffalo? Well, Buffalo is not a good example. Central Michigan, uh, Kent State, Ball State, those MAC games that just like you see and just like whatever. Um, I would I would much rather see a Navy or an Army on there. So get, sign me up for a, a Navy game as well. So that's three. The Number four, BYU. Now, BYU has a history with Boston College. There was that great game, and I think it was 2005 that ended up in overtime. And they're a program as well. I mean, if you watch them this year, they were a borderline top 10 team. Um, and I, I would love to see BYU and Boston College play it out. And I think they are a team, you know, they're an independent, so it's not that hard. You know, you look at Big Ten and I put on Michigan, they're they're a team that's going to have themselves scheduled out for years and it's going to be challenging because they have nine uh, conference scheduled games on their schedule already for every year. BYU is an independent. They can schedule whoever they want. So they should be a team that should be easy to get on your schedule. So I would love to see BYU kick it back up with Boston College again. And my final one, and I'm going to get grunts, but I honestly, this is where we're at. I'm going to put Penn State on there. And I know, I know, you're thinking back to the Joe Paterno times and and the the ookiness of all of that stuff. But I I, I have to think the program has moved on. And again, just like Michigan, it's a school that has a history with Boston College, that has recruiting battles with Boston College. And, and, and it's a team that I think Boston College could beat. So it's a premier program in the Northeast. It's a team in a big conference that is going to have a humongous atmosphere that's going to be wild and crazy. And it's a team that has had good success in the last few years, other than this year. They were terrible. But before that, I think I'm imagining they'll be back. 
Um, so Penn State, I would love to see a home and home with them. Um, and I wouldn't mind going to Happy Valley. Now, you know, you're going to probably all yell at me because there's other games in there that you're going to want to, I'm sure some of you would want to see that don't honestly interest me. Do I do not need to see Boston College get pasted by Alabama. Now, no matter how hard Jeff Halfley gets this team to improve, Boston College is ne- it, it, it's it's going to be years and years and years of both programs going in the in opposite directions before Alabama gets anywhere near where Boston College can beat them. If you've watched what Alabama can do, and they've done this for years, I, I have no idea how Boston College. You know, would you like to just have Boston College come Alabama come up here and beat Boston College by like forty points? I, that doesn't sound interesting to me. So that's one team I would kick off my list. You know, there's other SEC programs. You know, Florida would be nice. Georgia, I guess. Um, but I, you know, the schools I listed, I would much rather see them than those schools. The Big Twelve, I don't see any you know similarities in like the, they're nice on paper, but. Texas, I guess, or Oklahoma, just because of the names. Um, I, 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 I like the schools I, I picked. I think they're they're quality schools that have reasons that you'd play them, that match up with BC, the teams that BC could beat, but are also good programs. And that's where I'm going to stick with. So what do you think? Now, on Thursday, we're going to be doing a Thirsty Thursday live um live broadcast on Facebook and I'm still looking into YouTube and it's, it's taking me a little bit of time to figure this stuff out, but head over to facebook.com slash Boston college SI at eight o'clock Eastern time. I'm going to go live. And if you want to talk to me about your top five schools that you want to see Boston college play, let me have it. If you think I'm an idiot, cause I don't want to see them play Alabama. Let me have it. I'm totally fine with that. Just tell me what I want to hear about it. So Again, get over there to facebook.com backslash Boston College SI. Get ready. We're going to do this on Thursdays every week now at 8 p.m. It's going to be a live stream. It's going to be a lot of fun. Just, you know, it's kind of like this, but live. And we'll I'll be taking questions and talking to you guys about what you want to talk about, not just the dreary state of BC basketball. So check that out. Um, you can find me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was fun talking to Chris Banks. If you missed that segment, head on back. It's in the first segment. Um, and we hope to have more interviews with other players. We've had Otto Hess on, and we're, we're looking to get more on um, in the future. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you all again tomorrow.